morning and welcome to Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Of course, we deal in wealth insurance, legal, lawful, constitutional, dare I say, biblical tender. You know, think about everything that's going on. You know, we, we, we know about the coronavirus. We, we haven't even talked about the, the, the locusts. The, the grasshopper, if you will, that is devouring all of Africa and heading. Uh, and I'm hearing that it's actually gone uh, towards Asia as well. Uh, swine flu, bird flu. I mean, you think about it. Uh, a lot of interesting things happening in the world today. Probably not a bad idea to put away some gold and silver. Yesterday, uh, closing at a new seven-year high, up again today. Silver looking strong today. Uh, We're waiting for silver to break above 18 and a quarter. Uh, It's threatening to do that today. If we get a close above that today, uh, get ready for silver to move as well. Our toll-free number, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, make sure you get out there. You got all the news, the articles, the videos. You know all that stuff. The shopping cart. Uh, sign up for the medals program. Listen, there's no reason. Well, I shouldn't say that. If you can spare at least an extra hundred dollars a month. There's no reason why you can't prepare. Now, can you prepare like the millionaires and the billionaires? No, right? We can't, right? But we prepare in our own way. Uh, The metals plan for as little as $100 a month, you can start getting physical gold and silver shipped to your door. We do uh, four quarterly shipments. Uh, We don't charge fees, right? We don't have a setup fee or a... Uh, cancellation fees or any type of fee, really. The only fee, if you don't pick up in our office in Phoenix or Denver, is a shipping fee. That's it. Outside of that, there's never a fee. You can start the plan whenever you want. You can uh, end the plan whenever you want. Uh, nothing bad's going to happen to you. We've we've had people that, hey, they, they've, they're, they're on the plan. Something happens. they got to go off. They come back on. Right then, something happens. You know they got to go up there. We get that. That's it's perfectly uh, what the plan was intended. We also have people doing. Uh, now we got the 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 biggest. Now is up to three thousand dollars a month. Some people are putting away. It's our version of the four hundred one k, but better. Why is it better? Well, we don't call you up every year and just keep whacking you on on your total amounts. Uh, and, of course, uh, we shared with you all the great 401k returns that have been out there. Uh, if you're counting on your 401k to make you rich, you're, you're sadly mistaken. And you know what's so funny about that is even the people that put it together, that invented the 401k, this was back in the very early 80s, 80, 81. This was supposed to be another supplement. And really, when you look at the balances of the 401k, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. You know, if you had a a balance of $100,000 and you wanted like 5% a month or a year, I mean, sorry, a month, a year, 5% a year, 
you know, and hoping that that would last you your lifetime. And they kind of did some math on it and all that stuff. I mean, you're not talking a lot of money. You know, the average, I think the average, and I should say the median, the median 401k at 5%, the median at 5% uh, is only like three grand a year. And that's it. And then you run out of money before you, you know, before you pass. Uh, so it's not, it's not this great thing that they would have you believe it is. Just not. Now, some people, if you're able to put more in, uh, you have more of it. But, but again, uh, what you're not allowed to do with it, right? You know, you got an emergency. You can't tap your 401k. I mean, maybe in a, the ultimate, ultimate emergency you can, but then they whack the snot out of you, right, with penalties and fees and all those things. And uh, having it in gold and silver, if something ever came up, you just call us up and you got to sell it and you move on. Uh, and and the great part, like I said, uh, we don't call you up every year. Well, hey, you know, uh, you've been in the plan now for uh, ten years, and uh, you got you got you got a hundred thousand dollars of gold and silver. Why don't you just uh, break me off a check for uh, three thousand? You know, little three percent fee. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, that's how your four hundred one k works. So if you're looking for more intel. Uh, the medals program, go out to allamericangold.com. And, and it is Wednesday. We had a little bit of economic data out, not a lot. Got the, uh, I guess, the Nevada debate tonight. And, and somehow, again, just tells you there's different rules for different. We, we know this, right? Billionaires have different rules. Uh, the Democrats change the rules. Michael Bloomberg's going to be on stage. Uh, and, and let's face it, it's either going to be him or Bernie. Uh, and again, Bernie draws crowds like Trump, but they all hate him. Uh, and socialism, just the fact that someone like Bernie could be this popular tells you all the reasons why you need to have your gold. It really does. I mean, socialism is coming to America. It just is because, well, they, they've set up, the bankers have set up the system of inequality. It only rewards the very few at the top. And, and you've got so many people, the middle class of the United States continuing to shrink. Then Even in the quote-unquote greatest economy ever. But then again, this is where we come in. Patriot Radio News Hour. Got a great show lined up for you. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. How could I forget? The president's actually going to be in uh, Phoenix today. Big rally uh, here in Arizona. Uh, let's hope the liberals can control themselves and that there's uh, no violence and, and uh, people are behaving. Let's be adults. We can have different opinions. It's okay. Uh, so uh, the president will be here uh, in Arizona today uh, giving, uh, you know, rallying the troops. And, of course, Arizona, uh, we continue to turn, you know, they call it purple, but um, inundated with the failures of the blue states. By the way, New York and New Jersey now leading the way, leading the way uh, in declining population. So you figure they passed even Illinois and California. Uh, again, bad news for the pensions. And, you know, you think about 401ks, and they were created uh, to supplement pensions. See, that was the big 
the big trick, right? They took away the pensions and gave us these crappy 401ks where, you know, think about the median guy's only going to get three grand. And, and, and these are the, the baby boomers that we're talking about. Right? They've had, you know, obviously there's been ups and there's been downs and, and, but the stock market, you know, when 401k started, I don't know what the stock market was at a couple thousand, maybe three, I don't know, something like that. You know, it's at almost, you know, 28, 29. It's pretty good. I mean, you know, how can they only have on average, you know, if they want enough money to last them three grand a month or three grand a year? Right. How has that been? How is that better than a pension? <laughs> right. You think about what these companies got away with. Right. It's incredible. Right. It kind of really makes you angry. But uh, hey, what do I know? Right. I'm just the gold guy. Right. I I, I just tell you facts. If you want to get lied to, turn on the idiot box. Turn on CNBC. They lie to you every day. Right. If you want to be a homer, it's okay. I get it. Listen. I love Syracuse, the college. I grew up in Syracuse. Um, a lot of my childhood was spent going to Syracuse basketball and football games. And I'm a homer when it comes to them. If they're, I don't care who they're playing. If Syracuse is on, number one, I want to watch it. Number two, I'm rooting for them. And every year I somehow think, now this is going to be the year. You know, the football teams are usually terrible. Uh, but you know, every year, oh, it's gonna. This is gonna be. The, we're gonna turn the corner. You know, the 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 basketball team. They're gonna win the title next year. Right? I'm a homer, and I know I'm a homer, and I get it. Right? We all we all have those ways. You should never be a homer when it comes to your money ever. Let me let me give you uh, another case in point here of why you need to have some wealth insurance today. Fidelity. Who, by the way, uh, was the one that they re re released uh, their 401k numbers last week? Which is so when I'm when I'm talking about 401k numbers, uh, I'm using Fidelity's numbers. By the way, you know they may know they got 27 over 27 million people in 401ks managed by them. And by the way, it's not just 401ks; 401k slash IRAs, which makes it even worse because the numbers are so low. And they even said, hey, uh, the average was up 7%. And I'm like, but the stock market, when they were talking about 2019, I'm like, wasn't it up 30, 20, 30? So you only got seven? And, of course, I told you why. There's only five stocks, right, that have made the majority of the gains. And here was the other part they had to tell you. Of that 7%, 3% of the 7% was the contributions from the employees themselves. So you really only got four. How's that a great thing? Fidelity this morning, all of those, I guess, you know, call them day traders or, you know, not even day traders. There's people out there that, hey, I want to have more control over my money. I don't like, you know, 401k. All I get to do is check a box, right? I got to check this box or that box. Then I got to pay fees and do all that stuff. I, I can do just as good a job as managing my money as those guys can. And maybe you can. 
I'm not one of those guys. I'm not very good at it. Uh, Fidelity's having a glitch today. Everybody's getting a zero balance. And, and today it's fine, right? Today, you know, the Dow is up 50 or 60 points. It's not, you know, a big day or a bad day or a good day either way. But imagine that we hit a rough patch. And I know we don't want to think about it. And I get it. Can we just be happy? <laughs> I want you to be happy. Believe me, I do. And I know that if you take the time, put some gold and silver away, in the long run, you're going to be happy about it. Because today it's a glitch. Tomorrow, who knows? Could Fidelity get hacked? Could any of these accounts get hacked? They could. Right? We know that. We hope not. <laughs> Could they have an outage or something like that? Yep. Excuse me, I had a cough there. You know, you can have all of these things, and some days being down is worse than others. But just remember this. After the last crash. See, they didn't like it when money markets started breaking the buck. They didn't like it that Bernie Madoff got exposed, right? Because do you really think they didn't know? Really? I mean, you had one guy, one whistleblower who was on a yearly basis sending uh, research to the SEC saying this is not possible, but they didn't care. They didn't like that. So they came up with these rules. And again, people are naive. Right? You, you, well, no, no. You, you know, they'd have to stand up there at the presidential debates and talk about it. And then they'd have to go to Congress and, and there'd be a big fight. And I would have heard about it because I'm a savvy guy. I got a Fidelity account. Right? It sounds logical. It's not. Not the law. They told you. They did about these rule changes on the back of the spot of, of the small print. But that's listen. They don't even like to mail stuff anymore, right? What do they want to do? Uh, you got your statement online, right? So unless you read the fine print, and it's not like they had to, you know put a bunch of bells and whistles and asterisks and all this stuff saying, hey, pay attention, dummy. We just screwed you a little more. We want you to be aware of it. They don't do that. They're like, oh, we put it on there. It's on there. If they didn't read it, not my problem. You know, when they first opened the account, they, they initialed here and they initialed there. They signed here and then they initialed there and hit okay. And by doing that, they we had the right to change the rules. The next time around, it may not say your account's zero at Fidelity or Schwab or any of them. Your 401k, your IRA, yeah, your money markets. But you know what? When you go to hit the sell button, because you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to sit this one out. They're not going to let you. See, because if you sell, 
and everybody else wants to sell, well, then they've got what they'll call a liquidity problem, <laughs> which really means, right, hey, the Ponzi scheme, right? What's, what's the thing with the Ponzi scheme? You need more money, more new money coming in than old money going out. And, and so just uh, just one of those things that just happened. I just saw it pop up here, uh, Fidelity. Don't worry. Uh, Fidelity's just telling you it's a glitch. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow you'll be able to make some trades out there. But just know this. Sooner or later the day is coming. You're not going to be able to hit that sell button because they're not going to let you. That's when you want to have that gold and silver already put away. Uh, speaking of uh, economics, you know, we had the warning out from Apple yesterday. And I told you yesterday, you know, they didn't even give a number. How much? How much are sales down in China, Apple? Wouldn't that be nice to know? They just said, hey, listen, we're not going to make our revenue guidance. Today, Adidas said China sales. Now, maybe they should have took a page from Apple. Whoever's running Apple's marketing, uh, Adidas needs to hire them because Adidas said, hey, our sales in China are down 85%. Right. Whoa. Right. That just, just an indication of what's going on. And, and they keep talking about this V-shaped recovery and all this stuff gets better. And, of course, yesterday I was telling you, they're not getting paid. Right? You think companies are going to pay to go to work? They're not. Right? These companies, if they can't sell their product, they don't have any money either. Lo and behold, today, Bloomberg, you know, Michael Bloomberg's company, a growing number of China's private companies have cut wages, delayed paychecks, or stopped paying their staff completely, saying the toll of the uh, coronavirus has let, left them unable to cover their labor costs. To slow the spread, Chinese authorities and big employers have encouraged people to stay home. Shopping malls and restaurants are empty. Amusement parks and theaters are closed. Non-essential travel travel is all but forbidden. Right? Think about that. I mean, this is what's happening. They're talking about uh, employees uh, losing wages. Uh, the Lionsgate Entertainment World theme park is closed. Workers have been told uh, to use their paid vacation time. And get ready. If you don't have any of that left, it's unpaid leave. Uh, and, of course, they got the same problems we do. They can't survive that long. Uh, how about Foxconn? So in there, they're talking about uh, what the laws are in China. And the laws in China are, are very different. Uh, if a company doesn't have the money. So, before, by the way. They have to, here's the law in China. You've got to go a full pay cycle. So if you pay every other week, you can't in the middle of the week change the rule. So you got to go a full pay cycle, and then after that, you can change the rules. So here's how it works there, by the way. 
for companies that aren't making enough to cover payroll. It is permissible to delay salaries as long as the staff gets the money they are owed eventually, sometime in the future. So if you're actually working, they don't have to pay you. As long as they say, well, we'll get you at some point in the future. They also are allowed to cut your pay to the minimum wage after a full pay period. These are Chinese laws. Why do you think so many American companies love it over there, right? They're saying that uh, uh, Foxconn, so this is where I was going, I'm sorry, Foxconn says that workers that have returned have all been placed in quarantine and they have to be in their dorms for two weeks. They are getting paid about one-third of what they would earn if they had actually been working. Uh, So uh, not a bad gig there, right? Hey, you got to show up. If you don't show up to go stay in the dorm under quarantine, you don't get to get paid at all. You don't get paid at all. I'm not so sure about this V-shaped thing. You know, Patriot Radio News Hour. You ain't going to hear that on CNBC. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Recently, the Supreme Court put a full stop on the abortion industry's judicial steamrolling of pro-life legislation. In a stunning break from the norm, the Supreme Court let stand a ruling in favor of a Kentucky law requiring an abortionist to show an ultrasound to the mother. The number of babies saved by this legislation will be huge. There's a reason the late Phyllis Schlafly called the invention of the ultrasound machine the greatest opportunity for the pro-life movement ever. The leftist plot to destroy this legislation started the same way it usually does. An abortion clinic obtained an injunction in 2017 from a federal district court to block the law from going into effect at all. From there, it went on appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. A random assignment of a three-judge panel then heard the case. By the way, President Trump has appointed six judges to that appellate court, which is yet another shining example of how important his presidency has been. One of the panelists on that three-judge panel was Judge John K. Bush. He was nominated by Trump and confirmed by a narrow party line vote of 51 to 47 in the summer of 2017. Bush wrote the decision for a panel that was evenly divided between the other two judges, which means his nomination to the court was essential for this great ruling. Judge Bush ruled that the Kentucky law, quote, requires the disclosure of truthful, non-misleading and relevant information about an abortion, end quote. Therefore, Judge Bush continued, it does not violate a doctor's right to free speech under the First Amendment. Now listen to the dissenting opinion from the Obama-appointed judge on that panel. She said that the law, quote, should be subject to heightened scrutiny and deemed unconstitutional, lest our Constitution dissolve and tyranny be erected on its ruins. I dissent, end quote. In case you couldn't tell, this was one judge who didn't like the idea of protecting unborn children. The difference between these two judges and their opinions highlights the importance of choosing a president who will give America good judges. Elections, after all, 
have consequences. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. blue collar of a man he came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands he was backwards backwards use words like no sir yes ma'am 800-951-0592 our central bank's attempt to end repos uh, just isn't working out Foreign central banks now have sold U.S. Treasuries for the 16th straight month in a row. The last time we had foreigners being net buyers was August of 2018. But but wait, it gets it gets it gets better. In fact, foreign central banks. Okay, now these are. These, you know, and again, I want to highlight central banks, foreign central banks have only bought treasuries in six of the last 63 months since 2014. In other words, less reliance on the dollar, foreign central banks diversifying assets, right? We know... But gold, right? We I don't have the list is too long to even name all the countries that are buying gold, central banks that are buying gold, uh, whether they're buying renminbi or euros or whatever it is. But here's what they're not buying: they're not buying dollars. Uh, and this is December is the latest data. China was the biggest seller. Like, get me. China's just, and I think with Corona now they're going to sell even more, which means that more of these treasury notes got to get absorbed because when these notes come due, what's happening is there's, well, I'm not, you know, and let's just say they today it's Wednesday, and I don't know what auction's happening today, but let's just say it was a five-year auction. So five years ago, China bought, let's just say for argument's sake, they bought $5 billion of five-year notes. Well, these notes are due today. And, of course, the Treasury Department is going to resell them because, obviously, we never really pay off the debt. And what they hope is China takes the proceeds, so they got the $5 billion back plus the pittance of interest, whatever that was, which wasn't a lot, but whatever they got it. And now China's, they're like, okay, well, here, just, just reinvest it. Buy it all back. And China's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to buy some, but I'm not buying five billion. You know, maybe I'm buying three. You know, maybe I'm buying four, or three, or two, or maybe I'm not buying at all. By the way, 
Uh, that's the ninth time in the last 10 months China's been a seller of U.S. dollars. Uh, by the way, Brazil, Luxembourg, Canada, uh, all selling in January. Even Japan was a seller, even though they're still Japan, uh, the largest holders of treasuries at $1.115 trillion. Remember, it used to be China, uh, but now it's uh, Japan. And, and and this is just a trend. And we're seeing uh, the central bank here get stuck in this trap. Remember, it started, what, the end of September, early October, and now every week, tens of billions of hundred, really hundreds of billions of dollars of short-term lending into the market, uh, and and initiatives now by the Treasury Department are not helping. So now it's a double whammy. We got foreign central banks not buying, becoming sellers. Now we've got the Treasury Department trying to make sure it has enough money to pay its bills. And the problem is that every month they need more and more and more and more and more. Like I just told you, I just told you yesterday. In two months, the deficit went up $300 billion. In two months. The department, the Treasury Department keeps having higher spending, right? So they need, hey, we need more money, right? Then they're the one, they issued the debt. Hey, we're out of money again. We're out of money again. And that they're causing uh, such a problem inside the markets that this, this central bank, and, we, and I've told you this, they've been adding $60 billion a month in treasuries on top of what they're doing in the repo markets. And I think the only way for it to end, if they want to end these repos, I don't know, I think they'll probably have to go to at least, and this is probably only good for a year, 100 Maybe between 100 and 150 billion a month. I think that's what they're going to have to buy. And again, that may get us a year. Because while they're saying a trillion, but and by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that number is going to be uh, more like 1.1 trillion. Maybe even we may have a shot, and if things go depending on how bad Corona really is or isn't, we could see a new record on the small number. But don't forget, that's not the real number. Uh, the real number is going to be somewhere, you know, around a trillion and a half, 1.5 trillion, give or take. But the Treasury's need of cash has cre- created, you know, it's just created dislocations. See, it's fine. It's just a dislocation. It's putting greater strains on the Fed's reserve management and funding markets, right? We see that every day. And because nobody wants them. And think about this. You got a 10-year note at what? 155, 156, wherever. I mean, right around a percent and a half. Who in the right mind would borrow money for, you know, and only get a percent and a half for 10 years? Nobody. Right? And this is the problem. And the central banks, and let's face it. Their need for dollars is becoming less and less. So we got the, it's almost like a a multi-pronged attack. And we knew this day was coming where 
foreign central banks were going to, to start shying away from the dollar. It's not a waterfall. I don't want to exaggerate it. But right now, you know what? It used to be a drip. And, and that drip started after the financial crisis. It was just a little bit. Just a drip. It was annoying, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Not, and then it then it became like a trickle, right? And now we're somewhere uh, where it's not a flood, right? But it's a it's a steady stream of selling, right? Which means what? Somebody else has got to pick up the slack. So now there's more supply. Now you start thinking about deficits. It doesn't matter what number we use, trillion, trillion and a half. I mean, think about trillion. I mean, it was unheard. People freaked out when it was 100 billion. Now it's a trillion. And now they're talking about, man, the Treasury's constant. This is how fast the debts are rising. And they're not talking, nobody's talking about how fast it's rising. And now the central bank's like, man, we can't keep up. Well, I know how they're going to keep up. QE forever. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow's having a bounce back today after <laughs> after Apple took guidance. On. I just laugh because it's just funny. Uh, Apple took away guidance, and, and now. Everything's okay. Tesla's over $900 now. I wonder if that now makes them bigger than Citigroup. It's crazy. Uh, But, again, they're trying to convince you now Tesla's not a car company. No, no. no. You can't give it car company valuations. Uh, I don't know. And Virgin Atlantic now is another one that's just taken off today. Uh, Again, all of these signs, all great precursors to, to those blow-off tops where valuations got ridiculous. Uh, the the inability, though, of pricing debt, and it always starts with these central banks, this easy money policy. This is what causes this stuff. I almost fell out of my chair. Citigroup must want, listen to this show because uh, this morning they came out and said gold's going to be $2,000 to the ounce in the next 12 to 24 months. It's not going to take 24. 12 is probably about right. Uh, They're talking about all this, uh, a a convex of macro asset market hedge, uh, resilient during ongoing risk market rallies, uh, a better hedge during sell-offs and volatility spikes. This is all their alleged reasons. Let's just call it a spade a spade. The central bank doesn't have a clue. I truly believe this. They don't understand. Or maybe that's not true. They're unwilling to admit to themselves and definitely would never admit it to us that they've lost total control. I saw it again today on the idiot box. 
CNBC, odds of a Fed rate cut. And they show the odds by, I don't know, I think by September of this year, it's an 89% chance, right? And, th- and this is the, the market telling the Fed what to do. Listen, you got to keep cutting rates. But I thought we had the best economy ever, right? And, and again, this is the, the reason that the bubble keeps being what? Keeps being pumped up uh, because of this policy. And then you think about, let me give you a tr- an example of the Treasury. Go back 10 years ago. And, and well, I, I don't know, 10 years we're still in the throes of the financial crisis, but but maybe go back 15, right? Go back to 05, during normal times. The Fed liked to carry a balance, you know, a checkbook balance, because they got to write checks every day. You know, oh, we got to pay the military, got to pay, you know, Congress, got to pay this, got to pay that. But they had a balance of around 100 125 billion dollars. Go back to 2018. That number was 240 billion dollars. So double. The 2019 the number jumped by one of the largest amounts we've seen. The average balance now, they need over 300 billion dollars on a daily basis to pay bills. And here's the problem. I've been telling you, so far this year, the, the, def, the, the, the debt numbers, now it's only been January, February, not quite over, but let's, it looks like $150 billion a month of debt. Last year, you know, that number was... was a hundred and twenty billion. So now I got to add another thirty billion, forty billion, fifty billion, and all of a sudden you see where I'm getting to. Wait a minute, we've got foreign central banks being sellers. We've got the Treasury Department needing to issue even more. We've got banks that have bought so many that they no longer have enough cash to operate that we have to have these short-term repo markets so they can just have enough cash to make, you know, make your payments, make your auto payments, make your mortgage payments, right? Uh, Do all those things. If you're a business, make payroll and all those things. This is happening. And you're sitting there thinking about, oh, no, it's wonderful and it's great. And Gold's sending you a message. And, of course, everybody looks at the same chart. Citigroup's not making some big, bold call here. Here's the funny part, though, is if you go back to last year, right, gold went up, what, 20%? Citigroup was telling you it was going to go down, right? Same thing when they started this year. Ah, gold's going to moderate, right? We didn't even make it through February. Okay, never mind. We changed our minds. Right, because all they they see the same charts I've been telling you about. Uh, this is a point where, again, before it gets there, add to this portfolio. I really, you know, what I give it five years, five. I I, I think we're going to see three thousand gold within the next five years. That's 
and that may be that may be low. I, I don't know because I'm just looking at these. It's ridiculous these numbers. And again, I told you already. I've already. It's already 2020. 2022. We get another huge stair step up in this debt. I don't know who's going to buy it all. That's again, though. That's what the gold's for. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up six. Sixteen oh eight. Silver sitting here, right, right at this support level, right at eighteen twenty-five. Here, a close above that uh, would be very, very bullish uh, for silver. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles uh, four thirty-five a roll. Say five bucks a roll. Four thirty-five a roll. On rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, you know, the, the U.S. Mint comes in the, the white tube with the green top, 20 in a roll, uh, four, 435 a roll. Uh, if it can close above 18 and a quarter, I think uh, we're going to get another test of 19. If it takes out 19, which I think it's going to, because I think, so, you know, gold's going to 1,700. So uh, it takes out 19, right? 20 is going to fall as well. So get in a great opportunity here right at this big uh, support level for silver. Uh, U.S. $20, Liberties and Saints. We're doing the best we can to keep our pricing down. It's just gold won't stop running. Uh, Liberties or Saints, your choice today. You get to call it today uh, for $1,640 on the gold side. So U.S. $20 gold, uh, Liberties or Saints at $1,640. Like I said, spot $1,608. U.S. Silver Eagles at $435 to the roll as it's right here. This is a big number, 18 and a quarter, big number here. Uh, close above that, and, and uh, like I said, I think we'll see. I, I think we, we could see nineteen dollars silver before the end of the week, if not next week, if we get a, a close above that. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. This just hitting the tape. Blue Apron. They just had an IPO a couple of years ago, right? That's the oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have you ship my dinners to me overnight, right in a box, and everybody's gonna cook at home. Uh, it looks like they're going to go bankrupt. Uh, Blue Apron out with earnings sales down 30%. Lost $1.66 a share. Uh, says it's looking at all alternatives, uh, including bankruptcy. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. I think we're going to start hearing a lot more uh, uh, outside of retail now. Where you're going to start hearing more and more bankruptcies. Uh, remember what the Dallas Fed said yesterday about investment in oil and gas going to fall uh, upwards of 15% or more this year uh, in the United States. So again, uh, I, I just see this slowdown. The, the coronavirus not going to help. It's going to ex- exacerbate the problem. I know Wall Street wants to pretend like it didn't happen. I will say this. Another, this is, I haven't seen one in a little bit. A video's been linked out of the Wuhan province uh, talking about everything's a lie. There's no beds. There's no medicine. Uh, there's death everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. As uh, China keeps trying to say it's back to work, but 
pollutants. You know, I guess that's one way to say how pollution's gotten better, right? The oil consumption now down 4 million barrels a day. Uh, there's so much food and, and stock at the Chinese ports because there's no drivers, there's no consumption. The ports have run out of room. And apparently all over uh, the seas of the ports have turned into giant parking lots. There's cargo containers and oil tankers everywhere. Yeah. But hey, you can be a homer if you want to. Or better yet, don't be a homer. Call the Patriot Trading Group and get yourself some wealth insurance. 